Mayor Busher, a quorum is present. You know what time it is. Welcome back, everybody, to the Council Roundup. This is your host, Trenar Nelson. Happy New Year, and what a wonderful new year it is slated to be. Everyone here at WMAY wishes everyone listening and all of those who are not listening currently a Happy New Year, and we hope that you had a wonderful holiday season as well. We were not on the air personally over the last several weeks, and we missed you all. We cannot deny that. And... While we were gone, we had quite, quite the city business going on. This is a special council roundup. It is the first of the new year, but it is also one that will be sorting out the Committee of the Whole meeting on December 27th of this past year, 2023, as well as the city council proper that occurred just last evening, January 2nd. And we're doing two, but believe it or not, it likely will not be any longer than one of our normal episodes. Yesterday's business was, well, to call it brief, would be perhaps an understatement. Just a bit over 15 minutes, and it was uh, rocket speed, as it were. New year, but... The faster that procedures can be affected, the faster everyone can go home. That is seemingly what was a part of the agenda last night, but it was really only made possible, to be fair, by the diligent work that the horseshoe put in before the new year, December 27th. As for the December 27th, Committee of the Whole, we will move right to the ordinances that, before the year ended, were up for consideration, 2023-583 through 2023-594. These are all ordinances that were brought for consideration before the new year ended, and wouldn't you know it, All but four of those ordinances were later, and by later I mean January 2nd's city council meeting proper, were put upon the consent agenda for passage and 2023-586-2023-590-2023-590-2023-594-on-the-other-hand-they-needed-a-bit-of-discussion-a-bit-of-work. Of work. They were on some fairly large issues, but they were, in the end, moved to final passage. And we will go over those items previously discussed, which made it upon the consent agenda for January 2nd, as well as those that took a bit more time. 2023-583 is an ordinance accepting bids and authorizing the execution of of contract UE 24-10-69, which is for electric construction contract services for electric transmission and distribution division with Asplunda Construction LLC, the L.E. Myers Company, and Capital Construction Group LLC, as well as DBA 
uh, Igizi Electric in an amount not to exceed $4.2 million. Simple infrastructure maintenance, no big deal, slam dunk. 584 is an ordinance authorizing the purchase of capacitor bank controllers from Telescada in an amount not to exceed $183,500 for the Office of Public Utilities. Slam dunk. 2023-585 is an ordinance accepting the Demonstration of Energy and Efficiency Development, or DEED, grant from the American Public Power Association, or APPA, in the amount of $115,000 for the Office of Public Utilities. That was passed. No big deal. 2023-586 is an ordinance authorizing the execution of an annexation agreement with Amy Coates for the property located at 2231 North 4th Street in Springfield for the Office of Public Works. And that was moved to, to a bit of debate, which we will talk about when we get to January 2nd. But we are currently speaking about all of those ordinances that on December 27th were either moved to the January 2nd consent agenda or were tabled in order for further debate, which, as we will see, also culminated in their final passage after a bit of discussion. 2023-587, another one that made it straight to the consent agenda on January 2nd, is an ordinance authorizing an intergovernmental agreement with Sangamon County for the conveyance of permanent easements and a temporary construction easement to the county for the construction, use, and maintenance of platforms, cart paths, and pedestrian bridges for the Springfield Sangamon County Transportation Center. Of course, crucial, we should be as a society making it easier for those of us who utilize public transportation to do so. It makes for a more efficient society, for a greener society, for those who are interested in that. And should we ourselves ever need to use the Springfield Sangamon County Transportation Center, well, it will have been smart of us to plan ahead in these ways. That was passed on January 2nd. No big deal. 2023-588 is an ordinance declaring the surplus property and authorizing the execution of an intergovernment agreement with Sangamon Mass Transit District and the City of Springfield for the sale of said excess parcel, also known as 2023-587, for an amount not to exceed... $62,776.64 for the Office of Public Works. At this point, Alderwoman Notriano asked how long the city had owned the parcel of land. The city noted that it had acquired the land during the high-speed rail relocation process. The land is adjacent to the SMTD yard and railroad right-of-way. The land would be accessible from the SMTD location, could be used for material storage, amongst other things. The land is just east of 9th Street between Cass and Scarlet Streets, at which point Alderman Sean Gregory of Ward 2 spoke in support of the expansion. From that point, 2023-588 was moved to the consent agenda and would, as luck would have it, pass on January 2nd, just hours ago. 2023-589 is an ordinance authorizing payment in the amount of $37,484.39 to James Stewart, a Springfield Police Department officer, for the settlement of a workers' compensation claim. This ordinance brought up no resistance, was also moved to the consent agenda, and 
on January 2nd was passed. Now, 2023 590 and 2023 591, like 2023 586, falls into the category of an ordinance that required a bit more discussion, a bit more debate. It is an ordinance approving an engagement letter with Hart, Southworth, and Whitman for legal services as bond counsel for the city of Springfield for the Office of Corporation Counsel. No big deal. For we shall see that 2023 586, 590, 591, and 594 all had spirited debate, which culminated in motions to move all four to final passage. Not as simple as moving them to the consent agenda, but still efficient. So much so that the December 27th meeting, which lasted just under an hour, led to the January 2nd meeting, which lasted not even 20 minutes. Now, back to the ordinances that were first discussed during the Committee of the Whole meeting, and of which saw the light of day and passage at the New Year's first city council meeting. 2023-591 is an ordinance proposing the extension of the term and life of the existing Legacy Point Special Service Area, the issuance of Special Service Area refunding bonds in an amount not to exceed $17 million to finance, pay, and refinance costs of certain special services, as well as setting a date and providing notice for a related public hearing. A proposed amendment was introduced. Alderman Roy Williams Jr. asked for clarification concerning the money. The Corporation Council explained at that time that the $17 million is a portion of a larger total for an agreement for financing for the infrastructure as laid out in the attached agreement that the older people had access to. The ordinance would expand special service taxes and would extend that special area across MacArthur Boulevard. The ordinance authorizes the issuance of bonds backed by taxes. 60 days must pass from the passage of the ordinance before the bonds may be issued. The city will not pay the contribution until the developer shows their own payment per agreement. Alderman Hanauer asked to confirm that the city is not just paying out $17 million all at once. The Corporation Council confirmed that the fund is to be paid out over time. Alderman Gregory expressed desire to ensure that the city is protected from the risk that they have been discussing and debating for months at this point. He was assured that the ordinance does not commit the city to issuing bonds, and that if something does hypothetically go wrong with the MacArthur Boulevard project, then civil remedies would recoup project costs. Alderman Chuck Redpath of Ward 1 asked to double confirm that the ordinance is not a disbursement of funds. Alderman Donnellan asked if the city is obligating any revenues for the issuance of bonds. Corporation Council again explained that the bonds will be backed by Legacy Point Sports Park sales tax revenue, as well as any sales tax generated on the MacArthur Boulevard project. That was the long and short of the discussion. It was, however, moved to the debate agenda and not to the consent agenda. But we, as noted, came to some positive conclusions. 2023-592 is an ordinance amending Chapter 90, Section 90.24.1 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances as amended pertaining to penalties for the failure to make timely renewals of liquor licenses, permits, or certificate fees. Alderman Hanauer asked if there are currently problems with license renewals. And Corporation Council explained that this simply is to encourage people to put in license renewals on time. Alderwoman Conley asked about existing notifications for the process of license renewals. 
Corporation Council explained that one letter is sent out, but was unsure if there are ever any attempts to directly contact the individual or group, which point Alder Woman Conley asked to ensure that there is notification of new late fee introductions. Alderman Williams Jr. then asked what the current fine is. Corporation counsel noted that he believed that the fine was $25, which saw 592 added to January 2nd's consent agenda. 2023-593 is an ordinance accepting the proposal from the Traffic Control Corporation and authorizing the purchase and installation of Phase 2 of an emergency vehicle traffic preemption system in an amount not to exceed $256,250 for the Springfield Fire Department. As with many other of the vital infrastructural needs of the city, there was no discussion necessary here, and that ordinance was moved to the consent agenda, where it would flourish. And of course, we come to 2023-594, which also was moved to the debate agenda and is an ordinance authorizing the execution of a professional services agreement with Downtown Springfield Incorporated to provide economic growth within the downtown district of the city of Springfield in an amount not to exceed $50,000 for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. At which point, as I noted, the motion for it to be debated was approved and Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase of Ward 5 invited members of Downtown Springfield, Inc. to address the council. Now, with this noted, much of the rest of December 27th Committee of the Whole meeting centered around Downtown Springfield, Incorporated and how it would go about aiding the city of Springfield in economic growth across the entire city but specifically in the downtown district. Alderman Sean Gregory asked about the duration of the Levitt contract and received quickly the answer from DSI that it would be another year or two before renewal. Alderman Gregory then expressed his desire to renew the contract once again and asked about the existence of any formal processes of engagement with DSI for new businesses. Downtown Springfield Incorporated, Representatives explained that there is no formal process that DSI attempts to be, quote, proactive with introducing themselves to new prospective businesses. At which point, chairwoman for this committee of the whole meeting, Lakeisha Purchase, explained that she and the DSI continue to work together on a welcome packet for new businesses. Alderman Roy Williams Jr. then asked, where the $50,000 will be slated to go. At which point DSI explained that the money is unrestricted for use, but that it predominantly goes towards salaries. Alderman Williams Jr. then asked what would cease to be provided to businesses in the absence of the $50,000 requested dollars. DSI explained that they would have to determine a project to cut. Quote, not having the city as a financial partner would be a nightmare scenario, unquote. They then explained that Downtown Springfield Incorporated has been advancing plans for downtown in the medical district to benefit the entire city. That was enough for the horseshoe, and hence that ordinance was moved on, not to the consent agenda, of course, but to the debate agenda of January 2nd, where it was taken care of with a bit more discussion. Alderman Rockford of Ward 4 then asked 
downtown Springfield Incorporated if the rail project being delayed will hence delay demolitions across the city. DSI explained the resources are already distributed and that DSI is simply waiting on contractor scheduling. Alderman Gregory asked DSI if the Jefferson and Madison underpasses will be on track to be completed. And DSI confirmed that they are, quote, on track. Alderman Gregory then asked if there is any information on the 19th Street tracks, complaining that they are, in fact, terrible to drive across. DSI noted that they had spoken and can put together a brief on the tracks for Alderman Gregory and the council. Alderman Carlson then asked if there is anything to be done to resolve any of the rail project delays. DSI replied that they are in the process of talking with Public Works concerning that very idea. Alderman Carlson then recalled the incident on the previous Tuesday night at White Oaks Mall involving 30 juveniles in which three were arrested and noted that he was going to speak to Springfield's chief of police about reinstating a police substation in the mall. Alderman Hanauer noted complaints about turn lanes, as well as poor timing, especially at Wabash and Lindbergh, and asked if the Department of Transportation can be asked to increase the time given for the intersection's turning signals. DSI noted that they will attempt to engage the Illinois DOT about that issue. At that point, the meeting was on its last legs. Our frequent citizen, Representative Alice Ramey, spoke briefly, thanked the Office of Public Works for dealing with the excess trash as well as the city's police department for dealing with a trailer, quote, full of trash and overflowing. And that was the end of December 27th Committee of the Whole Meeting. And it would normally be the end of our council roundup, but not today because we missed one, as it were. And everything that took place on December 27th's meeting had something to do with January 2nd's meeting. And we'll be right back to tie a bow on this council roundup going through the January 2nd, 2024 meeting briefly before we take our leave. This is the council roundup with your host, Trent R. Nelson. We'll be right back. This is the council roundup with your host, Trent R. Nelson. We had the pleasure of breaking down the December 27th, 2023 Committee of the Whole meeting that we were not covering We were on holiday, as well as the January 2nd, 2024 city council meeting proper. And again, it was brief. Why was it brief? Well, because certain ordinances were passed on the consent agenda, as we discussed. 2023, 583, 584, 585, 587, 588, 589, 592, and 593. These were all passed on the consent agenda. No problem. We just went over that before our commercial break. But 586, 590, 591, and 594, they needed a bit more discussion to be put upon final passage. Meanwhile, 2023-582, an ordinance regarding the Illinois Paid Leave for All Workers Act for the City of Springfield and amending Chapter 36, Section 36.19 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances. Well, that was already taken care of before we went on our little end of the year holiday. And so the chair at January 2nd's meeting entertained the motion to withdraw agenda item 2023-582 because it was an ordinance duplicate. This was simple, easy, as were all of the 
other formalities of the city council meeting. 2023-586, again, an ordinance authorizing the execution of an annexation agreement with Amy Coates for the property located at 2231 North 4th Street for the Office of Public Works, the public hearing of which was previously set, then began. A Mr. Pittman spoke and explained that he owns property at North 3rd Street and is told that the property in question is at North 4th Street, not North 3rd Street. That was the only commotion. The chair then entertained a motion to advance 2023-586 to final passage, and the motion carried. 2023-590, an ordinance approving an engagement letter with Hart, Southworth, and Witzman for legal services as bond counsel for the city of Springfield for the Office of Corporation Counsel, required no further discussion, required no public hearing, at which point the chair motioned to advance 590 as well to final passage. That motion carried. They got all of their talk concerning 590 out on December 27th. 2023-591 is an ordinance proposing the extension of the term and life of the existing Legacy Point Special Services Area, the issuance of special service area refunding bonds in an amount not to exceed $17 million to finance, pay, and refinance the cost of these certain special services, as well as settling a date and providing notice for a related public hearing, as previously noted, was amended. No further discussion and no public hearing was necessary. The chair entertained the motion to advance 591, and and so it was done. Finally, 594 is an ordinance authorizing the execution of a professional services agreement with Downtown Springfield Incorporated to provide economic growth within the downtown district of the city of Springfield in an amount not to exceed $50,000. There was no further discussion. There was no public hearing. The chair entertained the motion to advance 594, and so it was Done. Meanwhile, the city council took care of two more ordinances. Those would be 2023-617 as well as 2023-618, of which we will go through briefly. 617 is an ordinance amending ordinance 067-02-23 to correct the property identification number or PIN for 3740 West Wabash Avenue granting the property a conditional permitted use pursuant to section 155.341 B and C concerning the height and size regulations for off-premises signs and a variance of sections 155.001. And what does this all mean? Well, it is an ordinance that looks to augment the regulations for off-premises signs, as well as other standards regarding zoning, more specifically, what types of signs can be utilized and such things as their dimensions and features. This was on emergency passage, as was 618, and it was sent to final passage and passed no big deal. And 2023-618 is an ordinance authorizing the decrease in the number of Class D liquor licenses by one for due Chili Parlors of America LLC, number four, located at 301 North Grand Avenue West, as well as a change of locations for the existing Class D liquor license located at 2690 South Dirksen Parkway to 301 North Grand Avenue West. This was passed on emergency, brought to final passage, and passed, no big deal. This, of course, is in reference to the Duchili Parlor, 
which those local to Springfield and the area will likely know well. It is the oldest chili recipe in the immediate vicinity. And during the derecho of late June, early July, their South Dirksen building suffered heavy damage. And so this is, in fact, a reflection of the new reality that Springfield, as well as the Do Chili Parlors of America, uh, have come to grips with. And although the aforementioned Mr. Pittman did speak briefly, again, about 2231 North 3rd Street, it was, again, brief. He was requesting the council's permission to bring the properties adjacent to him into the county alongside those that are already in the county so that the properties could be made one singular property. But the chair of the city council explained that the council has no authority to do that and suggested that Mr. Pittman would instead have to confer with corporation council. Our frequent guest, Alice Ramey, had left before her name was called by the council. And just like that, the January 2nd city council ended... And while this one was a short one, we know that they are not all of this length. And we look forward to being on our regular schedule once again to discuss all of the council's work, the local happenings, and what everyone is really talking about around town. But you know what time it is. You know that sound. That means that our time is nearly done nearly complete and we had a blast talking about December 27th committee of the whole meeting as well as January 2nd city council meeting proper the two really fit together like peanut butter and jelly ham and really any holiday that you can think of and we look forward to catching up with you all again next week here on the Council Roundup with your host Trent R. Nelson. Stay yearning for the learning and keep your eyes and ears peeled for all of the latest news straight from the City Council, straight from Council Roundup host Trent R. Nelson. And we'll catch you real soon. <laughs>